I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. I'm really excited for today's guest. Christopher J. Worth is a great friend. He's a speaker, coach, trainer, top-ranked podcast host, and author of The Positivity Tribe. But most importantly, he's unbelievably selfless, giving, loyal, and supportive. His mission in life is to inspire and spread positivity. His company, No Quit Living, works with individuals, teams, and corporations to help improve accountability, effectiveness, and efficiency. Chris's mantra is, we rise by lifting others up, and he lives that every single day. Please welcome someone who I am truly honored to call a friend, Chris Worth. All right. I want to welcome my guest, Chris Worth, to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here, buddy. I appreciate it. I had you on my show a long time ago, it seems like. it's So it's always fun when you get to uh, be on the other on the other end. Yes, absolutely. And I just want to let everybody know who's listening. I'm going to give Chris uh, some love real quick. Me and Chris met um, through Instagram maybe about a year ago now. And we just instantly connected, I feel like, and instantly hit it off, which was just so awesome. And Chris is a very successful individual. He's got a podcast, No Quit Living Podcast, that crushes it. And Chris gave me an opportunity to be on his podcast. Chris interviews people like Jay Billis, like Johnny Damon. And I'm just always so grateful, man. You gave me such an opportunity to, to be on your podcast and get my voice out there and just get my mission out there, um, you know, little bit by little bit. And I, I just, I appreciate you so much just for being there for me and, and giving me that opportunity. Um, and then one other thing too, I always wanted to be a part of a mastermind group. Didn't know how to do that. Didn't know where to find that. And then Chris was starting a positivity tribe mastermind group and invited me into that too. So like two things I really wanted to do was to be a guest on a podcast and to be a part of a mastermind. Man, you brought that into my life. Something I still think about and I'm just so grateful for you, man. Well, that is uh, that is humbling and I appreciate that. And, and that's actually, 
I believe you shared with me uh, before our podcast that it, mine was the first one you'd been on yep. and it was an honor. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, but over, we just released a 324th episode and we've had some amazing guests, but the cool thing about it is so many of them have said that I'm their first show or I'm one of the first or second or third. And you don't really think about that as much at the time because you're kind of busy doing it, but it, it's an honor because everybody has to start somewhere. And, and I think one thing I'll say to viewers or listeners out is Justin and I connected from Instagram and so many people are either afraid or uncertain of connecting with people. And I'm not going to say in any way, shape or form that you just, you know, send a DM to every, anybody and everybody. And all of a sudden you become best friends, but I will tell you factually right now, we would not be doing this interview if I didn't reach out to you because I saw what you were doing and it had an impact on me. So for anybody who's watching or listening you know, make, make that effort is there's no guarantee that that person or company is going to respond, but there is a hundred percent guarantee that if you do nothing, you have zero chance in having a relationship or an opportunity to do anything. Exactly, man. You might as well try and firm believer what you put out is what you get back, right? So you doing good things, you helping somebody out and doing a good deed that will absolutely come back full circle. You have such a beautiful mindset, your whole idea of paying it forward you know, doing good things for other people, regardless if you get it back or not. It's like, that's such a, a powerful mentality to have and would be incredible for more people to have that type of mentality. And that's, you know, one of the main reasons why I wanted to start this podcast was to talk to people like you that have that mindset, that have that perspective so that people can see it more and be more aware of it. Because once you know, you're know you more aware of it and it's brought more into your life, you can start to adopt those things and see if it's something you know that works for you and if it's you know the type of person that you want to be and the type of energy that you want to put out in the world. And just what a beautiful world we'd live in if everyone had that thought process of let me just pay it forward. Let me just help people as often as I can, again, regardless if it comes back to me or not. What else really inspired you, dude? Because you were really doing such great stuff with everything's revolving around positivity. What really inspired you to kind of shift away from your, you know, your normal nine to five day job into doing this, the positivity tribe, no quit living. Um, what was really the driving force that you're like, all right, I got to make a difference in the world. I have to start putting this energy out and start helping people. You know, I, I don't touch on this much because of, of where it comes from, but because of a, our relationship and B kind of where I am in 2017 to the end of 2019, I went through a, I'm going to use the word brutal divorce. And what I realized was that based on the way people were operating during that process on a scale of one to 10, one being very, you know, even keel and in a non-combative way and 10 being, you know, like World War III, I, I was dealing with just unbelievable negativity and blame. And um, every single day there was an issue and I felt like I was getting knocked down every single day. And, and as I'm getting up, it was like I'd be pushed from my back or my side. And I had a mind shift change where I realized there's one of two ways to go about anything in life. It's a positive way or a negative way. And I want to be very clear when I talk about the positive way, I'm not talking about everything is rainbows and wonderful because things do happen to you, but it's 
regardless of what you're going through, and I know you've you've seen this this quote because you know I've shared a couple times and we've talked about it before, but we've all made it through 100% of our worst days. Yep. And for me, going through that divorce was painful, difficult, expensive, stressful, fill in the blanks. But I got to a point about six months after it was over, and I realized that it didn't happen to me; it happened for me. And I realized that silly cliche, but I know you've heard me talk about it um, probably on our mastermind is to get the right people onto your bus. You need to get the wrong people off. And and I want to be clear. I'm not saying right people and bad people. I'm saying right people and the wrong people. And, and what I mean by that is I'm no better than you. I'm no better than anybody else but you have to surround yourself with the right people that are supportive, that are positive, that are there for you, that have your back. Um, and for me going through that, I've just been able to connect and reconnect with some unbelievable people that have seen my mission and message. And there were a bunch of them that didn't even know what I was going through until after it. And I did that purposely because I didn't want to talk about it. It was, it was so painful and, it was so difficult going to court and talking to your attorney and doing all that stuff. I made a decision. I said, I'm going to put blinders on at a certain point when I'm doing my podcast, when I'm doing speaking events, when I'm working with clients, whether it's individual or teams or companies. And I saw that it was just contagious. The positivity was contagious. And I made a very clear distinction over that time. And I said, for the rest of my life, whether I live 20 years or 80 years, and I hope it's way more closer to the 80 part, is I want to surround myself with the people that inspire me, lift me up, encourage me, but also you know have my best interest. And sometimes having somebody's best interest is saying, you know what, Justin, you know maybe you shouldn't do you know three podcasts at once. You know, maybe you should launch one first and then get it going, as opposed to people who are like, yeah, just do whatever. And I've I've been enamored in the last year and a half of just some of the people that have been able to come on my bus. But the other perspective too, is that I've been on their bus as well. And it's a, it's a two way street. So, you know, if I'm calling you and texting you and reaching out to you and you're, you know, you're non-responsive at all, you know, that's a one way street. And, and obviously nothing in life is 50, 50 always, but I wanted the people that were going to be irresponsive. And I'd say, Hey, I have a question. I have a, I have a potential opportunity or, Hey, do you know this person? And say, yeah, we'll figure it out. Well, and, and to me, it's been unbelievable. And like I said, I'd be lying if, if right away I said, Oh, this happened, you know, for me, it, it took a long time, but I'm in a much better place. I think I'm a much better version myself. And I'm just so grateful that I've been able to connect with some amazing people like yourself and others that just really are along the same lines. Dude, you touched on two extremely important messages in that. And one, the, you know, the quote unquote, because to me, we decide in every situation how we perceive that situation, right? So one thing could happen to me, the exact same thing can happen to you. You take that situation from a positive place. You see the gratitude in it. And it makes you better. Or I could see it as totally negative in this awful space and I don't grow and I don't get any better from it. Right. So it's up to you, which is so empowering that we have the ability to act how we want to act and choose in the direction that we want to go to. And the fact that in so many people's lives, the quote unquote bad things that happen to people, and I've seen this in, in speakers and really successful people in books, that those quote unquote bad things 
ended up actually being a blessing for them, right? And like you said before, it didn't happen to you, it happened for you. And, and I think it was really awesome in your vulnerability, man, that you said that, you know, that didn't happen right away. You know, you struggled with that for, you know, a while. And then you finally got to that place. And that's just for everybody. If you don't hit it right away, that's okay. Keep working at it. Keep trying to be positive. Keep seeing the good in situations. And if you continue to do that, you absolutely will begin to see that and it will change your life. And that is just such a powerful message. And I'm so glad that you just shared that because I want that to inspire other people who are dealing with a difficult time right now. And I'm, I'm not saying to snap out of it and be like, oh, and lie to yourself and everything's great, but just work on it every single day. One of the great ways to work on it is focusing on gratitude. What can you be grateful for? And again, seeing the good things that are in your life. Uh, and then number two, the awesome thing that you touched on is, uh, you know, with the people that you keep in your life and right, they're not, you know, bad or evil people or whatever it might be. It's either the right or the wrong people for you, right? That wrong person could be right for somebody else. And we're not saying that they're a bad person or that they don't deserve love. It's just that they might not be the best person for you to get you to your highest self and to get you to exactly where you want to be. And that's okay. You know what I mean? That's all right to get to where you want to go. That will just naturally happen. Those people will start to fade away. And the people that resonate more with you now at this point of your life will continue to, to come into your awareness and, and come into your life more. Um, so dude, that's powerful, man. Yeah. Dude, I got to interject for one second. What you just said, is needs to be repeated is those people need love too. And, and, and I'm glad you touched on it. It's not bad or evil or, you know, they should be, you know, have bad things happen to them. It's, it's, they're not the right person for you. And, and the other thing, which I want to touch on real quick is it's important is when I talked about, and, and somebody actually made this point to me and I didn't realize it until they did it, but people get on and off a bus, right? So you go to school, you go to work, you have to get on the bus and off the bus, you know, a bus doesn't drive up into your elevator and, you know, you got to get on and off. And this person also said to me, well, think about this for a second, Chris, what about, let's say there's 20 rows in a bus, in a bus, maybe somebody that was your best friend or cousin or something was always in your first, second or third rows, but they had different things in their life. They got married, they got divorced, they had kids and they went to the 11th or 12th or 15th row, or maybe they had to get off for a short period of time because right then they weren't the right person, but they can get back off, back on at a different different time and place. And it goes back to what you said about love is, and for me, you know, during my divorce and other stuff, I don't hold any hatred. I don't hold any anger. I'm disappointed the way in which it happened. I'm very disappointed how, how it had to go certain ways in regards to being drawn on and, and but I'm not angry. And I was angry at a time. I was very upset. I was mad. Uh, but you get to that point where everybody deserves love. And, and that for me, like you just said, was was not an overnight thing. And, and I'd be lying if I said it happened within a day or two. It took weeks and weeks and months. But it's also really about the right people at the right time and getting on or off the bus. So if anybody's listening to this, you know, if you need to remove yourself or maybe spend a little less time with certain people, just because of changes in your life, that's fine. The one suggestion I'll make is just do it in a loving fashion, do it in a loving way. So if, and when you re-encounter that person a week, a month, a year from now, there's no ill will. And it's kind of like, all right, Justin, like, you know, I know we had to kind of go different ways, but you moved back in town and I'd love to grab coffee, dude. And if we left the bus 
in a nice way, I'm going to respond or you're going to respond and be like, dude, yeah, like next Tuesday, next Wednesday, let's make it happen. Yeah, right. You can always end things in a loving way just because you're not spending as much time with each other or communicating with each other. That there's no reason there for you to not be able to express love or show love to that person when you are with them or when you are chatting with them or when you are giving their giving them your time, which is just a really important message. I feel like love is everything. Love is so important. And in every situation, we should be able to to give love and, and, and find that love in ourselves to be able to give to other people. Um, and we touched a little bit on gratitude. You know, I'm, I'm a massive fan of, of gratitude. So uh, just something for you, man. I would just love to know one thing either, you know, today or in your life that you're just grateful for. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm going to just throw it out there is, is I'm, I'm grateful for my, my relationships and my friendships, you, you being one of them. And I think in some way growing up as Americans, we lose touch with the word love and gratitude. And we say, quote unquote, thank you, because we know we're, quote unquote, supposed to. So if I hold the door open for you, you know, you just automatically say thank you. And most people don't even look at the person. They don't acknowledge them. They just say thank you. And taking the gratitude perspective is there's a difference of saying thank you. There's a difference of, you know, thanking someone for a gift, thanking somebody for you know, just waving if someone lets you go in traffic versus really being grateful and, and expressing gratitude. And yep. back to the karma perspective, if you really and truly express gratitude, and I, and, and I want to be clear, I, I don't think you or myself, we're not saying, you know, every, every person is like, oh, Justin, like, I'm so grateful for you and you're amazing. No, it's just, you. it could be in a notebook, it could be in a journal, yep. it could literally, you say your prayers at night, you could be a second grader, you could be an 80 year old. It's just, taking a couple seconds slowing down and saying, you know what, today was a difficult day. Mm -hmm. You know, it was challenging at work. My kids or my wife, you know, challenging or my husband, but you know what? I had a really good meeting after lunch and, and it's a really good opportunity. Yeah. You know, the, the afternoon was difficult, but I want to make sure I, I tune into that really good meeting because it was, it was a good meeting and I'm really grateful of what potentially could come. And it's simple to do, but, because it's so simple to do, it's also just as easy to put it to the side and say, yeah, I'll figure it out later. But uh, you you led the, um, the gratitude run. And I think, don't quote me on it, but I think when we had dinner back in the summer, yeah. I think we were talking about whether you were going to continue for an entire year or keep on going. And now it's how many days as of this recording? This will be today's day 326. That is awesome, dude. Yeah. It's been, you know, it's been a really great ride. And and through that practice, something that you just talked about too is, you know, so at the end of, well, in the morning, I always focus on what I'm grateful for. And at night, I always focus on what I'm grateful for. And then I'm also posting about what I'm grateful for, you know, doing the 365 days of gratitude. But at night, when I reflect back on the day and I think about what I'm grateful for, I cannot even tell you how many times I was like, what was there to be grateful for today? You know what I mean? I'm just like everybody else. I have my tough days. I have my great days. I have my days of being down and I'm being uncertain. And I'm like, what can I be grateful for today? And I'll sit and I'll just be, you know, for a minute or two minutes. And I can't tell again, how many times it happens where two, three, four, five things will now come to me about what I can be grateful for in that day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I didn't stop and, and focus on this right now, 
I would have missed those things. They would have just left my awareness or something I wouldn't have focused on. And in my mind, it's almost like they didn't happen because I'm not able to reflect and, and then find that gratitude in them. So just for everybody, it really is such a strong practice. If you can just focus on something you're grateful for every single day, and I promise you, there's always something there. Even like me, you know, in those moments where you think something might not be there, just sit, be in silence for, again, maybe a minute or five minutes and the things will come to you. And the more you focus on what you're grateful for, the more things are going to come into your life that you can continue to be grateful for. It's the law of attraction. You're pushing that energy out. You're just going to find more things. Um, and it's really cool in doing the practice every single day for me. My subconscious mind now just goes towards gratitude without me even having to try in moments. And I can even express how immensely powerful that, that's been for me. And uh, I just, I, I like to talk about gratitude a lot because I see how much it's changed my life and how much it's impacted me. And I just want that for, for as many people as possible. Um, and Chris, man, you just, I just, the reason the why head, I feel like we connected so much off the bat is I just love your perspective. I love your mindset. I just love the type of person that you are. So again, you know, in talking to guests, I want to make this tangible for listeners. You know, when they hear somebody who's like you, for me, I think about, okay, if I heard this, like, what would I want? What would I need out of this? And I would want some tangible things and understandings so that I can implement them into my life as well. So Chris, man, I would just love to know if there's any practices or if there's anything that you do daily or weekly to help you focus more on the positive and to help create this sort of a mindset for you. Yeah, it's, that's a similar question that, that I ask because it's, it's so powerful and you know, the, the thing that I always go back to is success leaves clues. So if there's somebody or something that you want to follow or repeat or duplicate success, you know, figure out what they're doing. So for me, I asked that question to every guest. And what I realized was the most successful people that have been on my show from all walks of life, yourself included, talked about, and I, I unpacked their morning routine. And what I realized, not knowing at the time, so many people have spoken about their morning routine starting the night before. Hmm. And at first I was kind of like, all right, you know, that's, that's interesting. And then when I actually did research and for me, one thing that is my kind of uh, kryptonite is if I find something of interest, I, I dive in like full bore and I'm like balls to the wall hmm. uh, right behind me. There's probably eight or nine books in the last year alone of specific to a morning routine. Wow. And so many guests over the last year talked about evening routine. And when you break it down into simple things, it's what do you do right before you go to bed? Are you looking at your phone? Are you watching an action movie? Are you playing on your tablet or your laptop? And that's all that blue light that keeps you going and gets your mind going and doesn't allow you to have good sleep. Are you drinking, you know, three or four waters or drinks right before bed? Because then you're going to be, you know, getting up to go to the bathroom 10 times, little things like that. But then it's also, how do you start your day? So you talked about gratitude. I start my day every day. I get up crazy early before I go to the gym. I have my time. I grab my journal. I go through my morning routine. I have some affirmations and I meditate for, for a little bit. And, and I'm far from, from perfect at it. I'm still trying to figure out what my perfect routine is, but I think I'm pretty close to it. But my big thing is, has been my, my journal. I, I go through anywhere from three to four journals a year and people are like, 
you know, like that's a lot. And, and for me, journaling is just writing a bunch of stuff down. I think what people where they miss on, on journaling is they think you have to do, you know, a page and a half every day and you have to write, you know, these exact things. And, and for me, sometimes I'll just write down quotes. I see ideas, thoughts, people I want to follow up with. But also the other thing for me is, is just focusing on not really getting into my phone and looking at social media and all that stuff. I'm going to share something with you about, you want to talk about tangible things. And I don't know if you and I've spoken about this. So if we have uh, not, then it'll be new for you. But uh, Jesse Itzler talks about, he's the, he's the owner of the Atlanta uh, Hawks. He's married to Sarah Blankley, who created uh, Spanx. Unbelievable guy. But he talked about Connect Three, where every day he connects generally with three people, whether it's a, you know, six sentence text message, voicemail, whatever it is. And it hit me and I said, okay, let me think about that. Then I went ahead and over the last month and a half, I started doing what I call my connect five and support 10. And I'll share that in a second, but my, my publisher, Dominic Damansky, who's a, a, a good friend of mine who publishes my books, he had heard me talk about it end of January, maybe the first or second day of February. And he said, Chris, you said, let's do it together. I'm, I'm in, we'll do it for the entire month of February. And I was like, dude, that is awesome. I've been doing it prior to it. And just like your gratitude challenge, I'm going to do it past February, but it's very simple. It's this connect five, genuinely connect with five people every single day. And what a connection is not, it's not a quick text to Justin being like, yo, just what's up, man. It's a genuine connection. Hey, Justin, hope you're, you know, having a great Wednesday. Just wanted to uh, reach out to you, man, crush it, have a good day. That's a connection or an audio message or a video message or a voicemail. That's the connect five. Then I took it a step further and I said, support 10. And what support 10 means is not putting a heart or a thumbs up on one of Justin's posts or something like that. It's genuinely supporting somebody, their mission, their message, their company, their brand. So you put out an amazing post. I'm going to repost it and say, hey, guys, hope you saw this. But my, my buddy Justin over at Spread Love Movement just put out this amazing. That's me supporting it. Or or somebody has a new book or a new podcast or something. And I, you know, reshare it or repost it in my story and say, Hey guys, you definitely got to check out this new podcast. Definitely worth the listen. And I've been doing that for probably the past last four, four and a half weeks and going back to karma and paying it forward. It's been amazing because I do it now and I'm tracking it because I'm a, you know, me, I'm just an anal guy and I want to make sure I get it, but the feedback and people are like, dude, like, that's all. And like some people have been beyond shocked. They're just like, dude, that was awesome. That's incredible because in those moments, dude, that is connect five and support 10. Now I'm starting to understand those amazing text messages that you send out sometimes. I'm like, yes. Wow, dude, but that's incredible because. Is people talk about supporting other people and people talk about doing that and it's all good and it sounds good. But so many people miss the boat, I think, because they they think in some way, shape or form that that means financial or monetary. Yeah. And and that's the biggest miss that anybody has is, yeah, if you have. So you have your company, you have your your clothing line, your T-shirts, which I've which I bought a couple. You yeah. you finally sent me some. There wasn't a thought in my mind, you know, when you know, it's not like you had a Tesla and I had to spend you know 200 grand to support you. It's you know, I, I went online. I saw two cool shirts, one for me, one for a friend. I was like, dude, that's awesome. And I supported you. That's, that's something that everybody can't do. 
Maybe you don't have the money. Maybe you don't have whatever it is. But in regards to supporting 10 and connecting five, the only thing it costs is a minute of your time, two minutes of your time. And I'll tell you right now, some of these connections in the last four weeks, some of these, the support I've, I've sent out, it's so much more than me buying a t-shirt because for that minute, yeah, you get paid, you get your, you get money. And of course it feels good than losing money. But when someone sends it to you and all of a sudden you see it and then you look at it later and you're like, dude, that is awesome. It makes you feel so much better down the road a, a day from now, two days. And again, I don't want to say it's not good to have sales and be things like that. Cause obviously you need to put food on the table and things, yeah. but when you look at your phone or your email and there's just such a genuine message from somebody, I don't care how bad your day is, or I don't care how good your day is. Your bad day is going to get better and your good day is going to become great. Yes, man. And that's really important too, to touch on, right? We can support each other all the time, not financially, right? If you have, and you can do that when you bought some of my shirts, man, that felt amazing. It's so, I mean, of course that feels great, but that's not what's needed. And I think that's, again, I just want to touch on that really quickly, how crucial that is. If you want to support your people, support them. It doesn't have to be with money. It doesn't have to be with giving them something. It doesn't have to be materialistic at all. And honestly, those messages or calling them or, you know, writing them an email or text message that could mean more to them than even, you know, a simple, you know, five, 10, $15 gift or something like that. So there is incredible power in supporting people on those ways. And something I, I, you know, I really want to touch on right now too, is I can't even imagine in in doing that every single day, how good does that feel for you? Dude, it's, (laughs) it's, it's so amazing. If, if, if I can share a quick uh, story with you yeah. uh, about something. So I was, there's this diner and I know, you know, um, White Plains, New York, cause we're not, we both live not too far uh, from it. And I, I go to this one diner quite often because it's geographically in between. So clients meet me there, first meetings, coffees, whatever. And I went there, this is probably end of 18, beginning of 19. And there was this gentleman that was sitting over and he was probably late seventies, early eighties. And he had one of those blue and white Navy uh, jackets and a Naval Naval hat. So I knew at some point he had served Mm -hmm. because he was wearing it and he was by himself and he didn't look sad. He didn't look disheveled. He was just by himself. And I finished my, my breakfast meeting and I looked over to him and I don't know what it was, dude. I, I, there, it, I walked over to him. My, my client left and I was going to pay the bill. I had to respond to uh, an email or two. And I stood up and I just walked over to him and I put out my hand and I don't even know why this is pre COVID. So I want to be very clear with that. Um, and I just, I, I extended my hand to him and I said, I just wanted to thank you for your service. And he shook my hand and he got a tear in his eye and he said, he said, thank you, son. Thank you, son. And he put his hand on, you know, around my hand with one hand inside and one on the outside. And I felt such a genuine, I'm not going to say love because it was definitely love in that sense, but it was such a genuine appreciation. So I walk up to the, to the counter to pay. And I said to the, to the gentleman, I said, the guy sitting over there and he said, Oh, the Nate said, yep. He said, he's one of the regulars. I said, I said, I'd like to pay for, um, what is the order? He said, he orders a coffee and a, and a muffin every day. I said, okay, whatever it was like five bucks. And I gave a $5 tip um, for the waiter. And I said, do me one favor. And he said, sure. I said, if he comes up, just tell him what's on the house. I said, I don't want him to know. And 
I don't share that story because I want anybody to say, oh, wow, you know, Chris is great. It, it's not about that. But you asked a question about how you feel. I didn't walk to my car, dude. I floated to my car <laughs> and I felt amazing. And the coolest part was I didn't do it because somebody was watching. I didn't do it because, you know, I was uh, out on bail and the judge was like, all right, you need to do three kind acts of kindness every day. Right. I was by himself. He had a naval jacket. I assumed that I was obviously right in his response. He had served and I just want to do it. And again, was there monetary or well, there's money involved. Yeah, it was 10 bucks. It was a $5 plus a $5 tip. And it wasn't even about the money. It could have been $10 could have been $2, but it was just the fact that you do something for somebody else and zero expectations. And that was the best part. I, I basically, and the guy was like, one, do me one favor. He's like, yeah, I was like, make sure he doesn't know. And he was kind of like, all right, like, am I on Canada camera? And I was like, <laughs> tell him what's on the house. And dude, I drove back to my office, which is 15 minutes down the road. If anybody was watching me, I, I had the goofiest smile on my face. I was just drive. And, and yeah. crazy thing is I did something for somebody else and I had that smile. So if somebody was driving by me, they would have been like, Oh, maybe that guy just hit the lottery or, you yeah. know, he just got age or something. I'm like, no, like I just did something for somebody else. And I, and here's the crazy thing. I've been back to that diner. If you put a gun to my head right now, since then to now, I would say minimum of, of 40 times. And I've not seen that guy once. And that's oh. the amazing part because he's never going to be able to thank me. And that's not what it's about. Right. Exactly. And I want people to focus on that, right? When we're out in the world and we have a moment that we can be kind or, you know, offer, you know, a nice gesture to somebody else. Yes. It's going to feel great for that person. And that's half of how awesome it is. But so many times in life, I feel like we put our energy and our mind and our thoughts outward, right? A lot of times we aren't bringing our attention inward. And the reason why those, those situations are just so beautiful and so important because yes, again, of course, it's feeling good for that person, but you are about to feel just as good, if not better than you're making that person feel. And to me, it's like, it's not a selfish thing. And even if you feel, if you want to be selfish in your own love and, and having amazingly good loving feelings, because you're doing something out of the kindness of your heart, then relish in that feeling, relish in those moments because that's how we change the world, right? And we change the world with each individual one of us. It's not gonna happen by you saying, hey, this person, you better do this or you better do that. It starts with us. And those moments feel so good. We live in a feelings universe, right? And when we can connect to our feelings and I can't even, I mean, that how you felt that day, the energy of love and good, just good vibes were just coursing through your body. And that's what life's all about, right? Like we want to feel as good and as happy and joy-filled as much as humanly possible. And a great way to do that is to do things for other people. It really is. And uh, this is, I, I appreciate that story, man. And, and, you know, to me, you know, it is good to share stories like that, right? You're not conceited. You're not saying, hey, look at me. You're very humble in telling the story. And a story like that, where it's coming from somebody like you, will absolutely inspire people in moments to do things like that. I can guarantee someone who's listening, the next time they see somebody and they can make a nice kind little gesture, they're gonna do it being inspired by this story in this moment right now. You know, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. And when I end each podcast, it depends obviously on the theme or the guest, but so many times over the last two years, way before this pandemic, I talk about do one thing today, or I challenge, I have a challenge 
almost every episode at the end. So I say, Hey, I challenge our listeners to, you know, do one thing today for somebody else and do it with zero expectations. So you want to talk about the monetary perspective and take that off the table. What about holding the door open for, for somebody during these crazy times when we're wearing masks, what about looking somebody in the eye and saying, and saying good morning, you know, not yep. smiling. You can't, you can't tell if someone's smiling now unless you really study their eyes. But what about saying good morning? What about buying somebody a cup of coffee? I know people that go to the drive through Starbucks all the time and they'll literally say, you know, whatever my order is, they'll say, you know, $4 drive up to the next window. You go up, you pay for yours and you can ask them, say, Hey, how much is the person's and not that money's always an issue, but you know, if someone's ordering for like a company or something and you know, you want to want to check, it's not like $700 or something, but so many times and a friend of mine, she, she's done this for a while. And I've been on the phone with her at times and she'll say, you know, how much is the person's behind me? It'll be like $3 and 50. She'll say, you know, just put it on to pay for that as well. Yeah. And, but, but take the money off. So, so don't do that, but it's holding the door open, smiling at somebody saying good morning, actually asking somebody how they're doing. And when you're buying something for yourself, look the person in the eye, ask them without like, Oh, thanks. Put your head down and walk. Mm -hmm. And so look at like, if it was you, I'd say, yeah, how you doing today, buddy? And, and it doesn't mean you have to get into a four hour conversation, but if you watch people and I challenge you next time you go to Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, just watch the couple of people before you. Most of them don't even acknowledge the person that's, that's yeah. taken the money. They don't even really say thank you and they don't make any eye contact. So think about this. You can't change the person behind you or in front of you, but you walk up to the counter, you order your coffee or tea or whatever. Just look the person in the eye, say, good morning. How you doing? And when they give you your change back or you exchange the, the coffee or whatever it is, Tell them, hey, have a great day. Have a nice day. They're going to, I guarantee you, they're going to look up because they're going to be like, uh, and they're going to look for like a hidden camera. Be like, well, <laughs> because the crazy thing in our society, even though we're going through this insane pandemic, we've lost the sense of just being genuinely good, yeah. kind hearted people. Yeah. And in those moments, you're going to inspire people. If you do that in the, say the Starbucks line and you make that connection, that is radiant. That is literally rating. Like that's pushing energy out. People are going to see and notice that they can't help it. And you're going to inspire people in that moment to potentially act in that way, you know, and there's something really to be said about like everything that you just mentioned, it's essentially you're being present you're connecting with somebody and you're just looking them in the eyes and, and do, I mean, I do, honestly, I do that a lot when I go to a store with, I'm holding a door for somebody. I, I like to connect with people. I like to feel that energy because it feels amazing. And when you do that, it's just, it can be so, so inspirational to other people. And you could also just make someone's day because that does happen when I'll do that, when I'll really be genuine and I really want to connect with someone and I look at them in their eyes, there's almost just like this, like they're taken back a little bit. They're a little bit surprised, but you can see how, how happy that makes them. And, and you have idea, you have no idea what they're going through. So, right. so they could literally be on the verge of right. depression, you know, bankruptcy, whatever it is, you know, maybe not that drastic, but just that kind gesture might be the yep. difference of them having a horrible day versus having a pretty good day. And, and you hit it on the, on the head it also is it's the compound effect, right? Yeah. Not the book by uh, what's his face, but I smile at you. I say, good morning. Then the next person that comes in line, you know, it's, they say, it, and then the next person, all of a sudden you say it to me, you're the, you're the cashier. 
I smile, I walk into work, I say good morning to the, uh, to the person out front and now all of a sudden your one act of kindness paid forward to me, I paid it forward to someone, all of a sudden you indirectly have directly paid it forward to 10 people and you don't know nine of them. You never had any direct interaction with them, but all of a sudden, because you smiled at somebody, you said yeah. good morning or have a great day, they left that, that coffee shop and they're like, man, this is gonna be a good Tuesday. And, and all of a sudden yeah. it sounds and you've impacted nine people because you actually wanted to do it for all the right reasons. Exactly. I posted about a story where it was a drive-through at like a Dairy Queen. Uh, I forget which state it was. And one person paid it forward. They paid for the person behind them. It went on for three days. That like honestly blew my mind for three days. So at the end of the night, the person would be like, okay, let me cover the person like the next, like the first person uh, um, the next morning. And literally for three full days, people were just constantly paying it forward. So that just really shows you how inspirational something like that can be because it just, it really is. And the best way to encourage people, you know, to be more kind and to act more in love we touched on this is not to tell them, Hey, don't, Hey, do this or do that. It's to act in that way. Just act, be a good example. People I guarantee you are going to notice and you're going to inspire them. You're going to give them that energy of love. And a lot of the times I really do feel like, and I feel like this sometimes too. We're like, I don't know. I just feel like a little uncomfortable or I I feel a little embarrassed to, to do something like that. And then when I see somebody do that, it's like a sigh of relief. I'm like, okay, yes, cool. Like, this is totally fine to do this and this will be well received. And it just, it, it really feels so good, man. Leading, uh, leading by yeah. example is, is one of the yes. best ways to do something. And, and you hit, you hit something on the head that is just awesome is it's not about telling somebody if I wake up every morning and I, and right. I call Justin or send you a text and say, all right, Justin, you have to do this. It's, it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. But if, if we're buddies and you see me pay for somebody in front of me, behind me, yep. I'm not telling you, hey, Justin, this is what you have to do. I'm leading by example. And then a day later, two days later, you're in Starbucks by yourself and you just say, you know what? Yeah, I'd like to pay for the person behind me. And, and the coolest part is the people that do it or the companies that do it that don't always post about it or share it or, or, tell about it because those are the ones that really are doing it for all the right reasons. And I'm not saying in any way that anybody that posts or shares anything is, is, is not doing it for the right reasons, but every now and then you'll just see somebody and you're like, dude, that is awesome. And, and, and it happens to me. I catch myself watching people just doing such genuinely sincere things. And I'm like, that's an awesome, I almost just want to go up and, you know, slap in five now. And <laughs> this pandemic, you got to be like super careful, be like, all right, yeah. air high five. But they're, those people are out there leading by example all over the place. Yep. For real, man. Like what a beautiful moment. If I see you doing something kind, you feel amazing. The person you did it for feels amazing. Me looking at it, I feel good. Anyone else, it's just like this ripple effect. And I just, I'm never going to stop stressing how important it is for us to feel good and for us to feel happy and for us to have that type of energy. We live in an energy universe as well. Literally, it's energy everywhere. So when you're putting positive, loving, feel-good energy out there, people are literally feeling that and you are making an impact and you are making a difference. Um, Something I definitely want to chat about too, you know, talking a little bit more about love. Who is somebody in your life that that you love? 
And, but I want to know why do you love them? How do they make you feel? What is your relationship like? Like, what do you do for them that has helped garner and, and bring up that feeling of love between the two of you? That is, that is such a, such a deep, deep question. And um, I'm actually going to, going to say an interesting, uh, share an interesting story about that answer is I joined uh, the former NFL player, Steve Weatherford. I joined his coaching program back in September of 2020. And it's faith-based as far as, as a lot of his stuff, it's not faith-based in where they push it at you and you have to do it, but that's where some of it comes from. And I was looking to, to, explore that a little bit more because during my divorce, it was very difficult to, you know, when you feel like you're getting part in the French kicked in the nuts every single day, yeah. you're like, all right, can I get a day off or like an afternoon off? But I connected with some unbelievably genuine people within there. And the thing that I talk about is alignment. So there, there are a couple of guys in there that, that I definitely um, express love for, but also receive love for from, excuse me. And it's done in a supportive way. It's done in a alignment perspective of we're in similar places in life with kids or with businesses. But the thing I want to say that, that I want to stress real quick is somewhere, especially male related growing up, the word love is not said, it's not expressed and it's not quote unquote cool or macho to say the word love. And, and the reason I want to preface that back to my, my group and two guys in particular, Christian and Al are in my, in my group, um, my coaching group, uh, it's called the King's council. It's okay to tell another dude, you love them. It's okay to tell a friend you love them. It's okay to tell a family member, a significant other. And what you talk about spread love and how you do it is something that I hope more people buy into and, and not from this fictitious love and this fictitious positivity of everything's wonderful and everything. I can love you like a brother. I could be like, dude, I love your man. Like appreciate you. And, and I can genuinely mean it. It doesn't, I don't say it in like, I'm in love with you and I want to oh, marry you. It's, it's saying it in different ways. And that's the thing I think people don't realize is there are different levels of love. And, oh. but as males, at some point, and I don't know when I could probably, we could probably dissect it together in our lives, but it's not cool. It's not macho. You don't say it. And if people that do it, it's like, oh, I love you, bro. And it's not even said like real, like you kind of like shorten it and keep it like, oh, I love you. Like, to, cause you don't want to say it. And, and I say it to a bunch of my friends now, and I don't have any problems, you know, saying it like you in our positivity tribe, you know, uh, Q is, is one of my best friends. I've known him for over 20 years. And you know, we don't say it all the time, but on, on holidays and other stuff. And, you know, I genuinely say it, say it to my, you know, love you, bro. Like tell your wife and kids to love them. And like, it's just, it feels good to say it and it feels good to, to receive it back. But there's so many different levels of love that if anybody is watching this or seeing this or listening to this for the first time, didn't know who you were, definitely check out Justin's stuff, but we all need to express and show love, but you also, and you know, this, you have to be open to receiving it too. Yeah, definitely. you can't express love like this because then it basically doesn't work. It's like, you know, you know, I'm rubber, you're glue. Like you got to be open to it and you have to be willing to to receive it, because if you're not the love that you send out, it's not going to be received the same way. 
no, man. Dude, I do. I love you so much. You're <laughs> just such a great guy. And that's something I express to my male friends all the time that I love them. And you're right. It feels amazing for me to express that. And it feels amazing to share that with each other. Right. And when I talk about love, especially in spread love movement, it's really not the romanticized I'm in love with you love. Love to me is everything innately in our divine highest being. We are love. And love is that feeling that you get gratitude is a, is a form of love, joy, happiness, passion, compassion, sympathy, like love is in so many shapes and forms. And I literally, when I just feel amazing, that to me is the energy of love, right? It's not me being in love with somebody. It's just to me, love is the most powerful energy in the universe. It is, it should be unconditional. It's literally never ending. There's no cap on it. It is infinite. And like you said, love, there's just so many different layers of it. And mm -hmm. really for me, I, I, I totally understand like in love and, and that type of romantic love, but I can't stress that enough that when I talk about love, it's, it's really not that, right? <laughs> it's, it's really being connected with somebody. Like I'll see somebody on the street and I love them. I literally do. I have love for everybody. And that doesn't mean I'm in love with that person. That just means I wish well for them. I want them to be successful. I want them to be happy. I want them to live a good life. It's just this feeling of, of good energy towards them. Dude, uh, I, not to, uh, yeah, not, to get, not to get political for a second, because I think you could start World War 100. But <laughs> imagine if, imagine if moving forward, and I don't, I don't have any opinion as far as whether someone's a Democrat, Republican, or an independent, that's totally your, your choice. Mm -hmm. But what turns me off about anybody's opinion within seconds is when they lead with hatred or anti this person. And I believe, and I was asked this on a podcast a couple, couple weeks ago, someone went political on a question of, you know, kind of fixing our, our current situation. And I said, I, I said, I'm going to be very careful because I don't talk politics. I said, but I'm going to give you a suggestion that I've been thinking about for the last six to 12 months. Moving forward, if we took out hatred and anti in any and all political campaigns, political parties, and you had to go with, this is my difference for Justin and me. This is where Justin is different with his opinion on taxes. And this is where I feel, you know, I'm, you know, more conscientious towards whatever it is. If we took away that hatred and that anti, and instead of rooting against somebody, and instead of rooting for somebody to fail or to fall on their face, why not rooting for somebody? So yeah. for example, if you and I were candidates and somebody was a good friend of mine, how about instead of them rooting anti-Justin and against Justin and I hate Justin, how about they say, you know what? I really want to support Chris. Mm -hmm. I hope Chris, you know, is the next president or mayor or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that guy was literally dumbfounded. And he's like, I, and I said, I'm going to take a step further. I said, not a single video ad, not a single audio commercial, not a single actual commercial on, on TV or social media could be anti the other candidate. So if I'm Donald Trump and you're Joe Biden, it could not be, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever, Joe Biden's the worst man ever. He's horrible. You know, I'm Donald Trump and I support this. It would have to be yep. I'm Trump and I feel that I'm the best candidate because of these, 
And then in the end has to say, I'm Donald Trump and I support that message. And that's it. And would that happen overnight? Absolutely not. But I remember when I was younger and I'm a couple years older than you, I didn't hear this hatred. There was never this. And I'm this person and I support that. And, and if we could do that and if we could lead by that example and talk to kids about that and it would just change a bunch of things and it's not going to be overnight, but I want to talk about loving is, is what's the opposite of love? It's hate, right? In the sense of true death. There's a couple it different is. definitions yep. there, but instead of showing hatred towards someone and you can love the enemy, not love, be in love with them, want them to be amazing, but you can have love for them. Yep. You could want them and their family to, to do well, but you say, look, you know, I, I really stand on this opinion or, and I just think if, if we could do that and embrace it, yeah, it would be in a d- different place. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's like focus on what you do want, not on what you don't want. Focus on the good and the positive. Stop putting our energy in the negative and bashing and then what we don't want. Um, I think it was Mother Teresa who had said, she's like, you'll never find me at an anti-war rally, right? But if you put a rally together uh, supporting peace and togetherness, she's like, I'll be there, right? And it's that exact idea. Stop putting your energy into negativity and the things that you don't want. Because when you feel hatred for somebody, when you feel negativity for somebody, everybody, like who feels that? You do, you do. That other person may get a glimpse of it. They may feel it a little bit, but you're the one stewing in that negative energy and you're the one stewing in hate and nobody wants to feel hate. Hate doesn't feel good for you. It doesn't feel good for anybody. And it goes back to what I said before. So often we put our our perspective into the outside world. Like we're like, oh, I hate this person. I hate them. Let's bash them. Let's do this. And you think it's only going out. It's not at all. It is literally just coming in more and more and you're suffering. You're suffering. It's that boomerang effect, dude. If you put out the negative your point that mother Teresa quote that you shared is it's one of my favorites and I I don't re- remotely know it word by word so I'm not going to try to butcher it but it's the same thing in, in in the political world is and taking a step further is if you and I are candidates and somebody's in favor of me and in, in the past they would put out hatred towards Justin and anti-Justin it doesn't mean that if you show and you change your opinion that doesn't mean that you have to then say okay now I love Justin and I want to vote for him and I'm not going to do what I want to do. No, it, it, you can still have that love and express the love and still say, I hope that Chris wins this election because he he's more aligned with me, but it's doing it without that anti it's doing it without that hatred. And it compounds because somebody else sees you do it. And now all of a sudden someone's watching you and they're saying, wow, I know this person is, you know, a Republican, they're a Democrat. And, they're not saying they hate the other person and they're not saying why Justin is such a bad candidate. Like maybe I could learn from him or her. And, and you know what, maybe I don't need to express hate or hatred or anti that person. And maybe I can just focus my, my love and my, and my support on this person and have that be enough. Like that's, that's the, the biggest takeaway I think is have your support and love for somebody or for something be enough where you don't even think about yes. I'm going to love Justin, but I also want to hate Chris. No, forget about hating Chris. Forget about anti-Chris. Just show love and support for Justin and have that be enough. Exactly. And even coming like coming more from the perspective, like say me and you were running against each other, right? Like, of course, I would like to win. That's my goal in this situation, but I can still have so much love for you. And 
what you're doing should have no impact on what I'm doing, right? If I don't get to, if I don't win this and I don't get to where I want to be, it's because of me. That has nothing to do with you. And I think people just need to focus more on themselves in situations like that and understand you're literally, and this has been, been, been said for forever. You're not in competition with anybody but yourself. You're not even in competition with yourself. If you want to get to a place, work hard, believe in yourself and get to that place that other person doesn't hinder your ability to do that at all. It's totally up to you, which I think is just like so powerful, right? Because you're gaining the control. You're not giving it to somebody else, which a lot of times we'll do that because it's easier. It's like, oh, well, because he did that or, or that's how I didn't win or that's why I went that way because of him. It's like, no, take that responsibility. That, that should be incredibly empowering for you in taking those necessary steps and getting to where you want to get to. Dude, that, that is, that is so powerful. I, I could not agree more. Thanks, my man. So um, we'll wrap things up in a little bit. Uh, one question that I, I'm asking everybody and I'm really excited about is, so we talked about this uh, before we hopped on the call today, right? So instead of in life saying that I want to do these things, it's, I am these things. I am going to be a speaker. I am going to be a top rated podcast host. I am those things because again, I want to project to the universe, the feeling that I am right. And by saying I want, I'm sending to the universe, that idea of lack and the idea that I don't have it. And the universe is like, okay, cool. You want this. Okay. We're going to keep giving you the reality that you want it. You don't have it yet, but that you want it. So one of my main goals in life is that I am going to help not on my own by any means, but I'm going to be an advocate and someone who helps shift the collective consciousness of the planet to a more happy, peaceful, loving, and joy-filled reality. Because everybody, if in an instant, we all felt unconditional love for each other, we all realize that we're one and we all realize that there's actually enough for everybody, that consciousness mm -hmm. shift would drastically change our reality. So I'm just obviously a firm believer in love and the power behind it. So I just want to ask you, you know, what are things that you are doing now or things that you plan to do in the future that will also help shift the collective consciousness to that more loving one? That is, that is so powerful. And to your point, you did say something about that before. And, and I caught you mid-sentence and said something because I believe in the power of I am. And I'm going to follow that up with or answer that with an I am statement of my own. I am a multiple time best-selling author. And the reason I say that is not from a, I want to have trophies on my wall. I say that because the only way to become a best-selling author is to have multiple copies of your book bought all different places. So for me, very simple, what that means is that means my message and mission of positivity and we rise by lifting others up and our seven point creed and those things that I truly believe are getting to hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of people. So that's an awesome question. And I think uh, that's the way I'm going to answer is I'm a multiple time best-selling author. Yeah, buddy. Oh, my man. I always just love connecting with you and, and chatting with you. You're somebody who elevates who I am. You're someone who like makes me a better person. And in talking with you, man, it just reiterates the power of positivity and the power of love. And for me, it just brings up more into my awareness, right? And I want to bring these good things into my awareness as much as possible. I want conversations like this and people like you to take up, you know, a good portion of my life because at the end of my life, when I look back, I want this type of thing to be a lot of the moments uh, that are in there. So 
I have so much love for you, man. Uh, I really quickly, before we head out, definitely let everybody know where they can find you uh, through social media, um, the book, the name of the book, and exactly where they're able to find that. Just anything that you want to get out that you want people to know about, please share that right now. Awesome. I appreciate it. So uh, No Quit Living is a company. No Quit Living is the podcast. You can find that anywhere uh, podcasts are found. I give my email address to everybody on every podcast because I love connecting with people. It's Chris at noquitliving.com. The book is called The Positivity Tribe. But the last thing I'll say is um, we've been giving out these positivity notes. We're over 14,000 in 41 or 42 states, six countries. So if anybody wants to help us spread positivity, it's very simple. It doesn't cost you anything. We send these to you either pre-filled out or we send them blank so you can put your message or a quote. And the only request we ask is you tag us or take a picture and not from a selfish perspective, but from the perspective of that now gets to more algorithms yep. and people now spread it. So I appreciate you. I love your brother and anybody that's watching this or listening to this from my end that, that follows my stuff or what I do or my podcast and doesn't know Justin and his movement, I would tell you, you can connect with me or Justin spread love movement. But if you do anything today, I'm going to leave with one little, little saying is do one thing for somebody else today and do it with 100% zero expectations in return. Yes. Yes, man. What an awesome way to end it. I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for being on. Thanks brother. See you, man.